Yo, what's up? Big Bell here. Who is Rugrat? Let me make a little quick announcement real quick, because I do have an intention on getting an official website up where I can have these episodes available for you that you can listen to at any given point in time. That's coming real soon. So look for a pot, a, a, a episode where I discuss this. I'm because I'm going to be working on it immediately, if not sooner. Now, a few episodes ago, I did a podcast on ending systematic racism. Okay, and I was basically discussing a post on YouTube in which Dr. Claude Anderson discussed the five pillars or foundations that could end systematic racism in the United States of America. Now, he, I mentioned on two of them, I'm going to talk about the other three. But just for your review, and let me say this, I really truly appreciate your patience with me because I should have done this a few episodes ago, but there were other things that came up. So I really appreciate your patience and it will be rewarded. But let me go over, let me just review those five foundations real quickly. The first foundation that he mentioned was, of course, economics. Okay, he talks about who controls the money? How is the money flowing into our community? And how is it benefiting our community? Okay. Now, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. And I'm gonna, I think it bears repeating. If you don't own anything, then you don't have no right to dictate what's going on in your community if you don't own anything. But I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on. Okay. But he said the first foundation was, of course, economics. Who controls the money? How is it benefiting our communities? The second foundation he talked about, of course, was p politics. Who are the people that we have representing us? Who are the people that are there that represent our communities? And I got a lot to say. I said a lot of things about that, but I think I got some more that I want to add to it. And I'm going to say that later on. Okay. The third foundation he mentioned, of course, was our criminal justice system. This is what I'm going to talk about today. These last three. The first one is the criminal justice system. Now, this, of course, includes our law enforcement. Who are the people that are protecting our communities? Okay. Um, fourth foundation that he mentioned, of course, was our media. What are Who is controlling what we hear and see and listen to? Who are Where are we getting our information from? Where are those sources? And are those sources credible sources? And, of course, our final foundation that he mentioned was education. Who, who is teaching our children? Who is teaching the next generation? And what are they teaching our children? These things are so important. Like I said, I mentioned the first two, but I'm going to talk about these last three. But before I get to it, let me say this, okay? And I know there's a lot of racial tension in this country and it's a big big issue in our country and it has been for quite some time but it seemed like no more racial tension nowadays in the last let's say three to four years with trump in office all right and we are in a, an election year about 90 days from now we're going to be in the polls getting ready to vote 
about 90 to 120 days from now, we'll be voting for a new president, for senators and congressmen. In some states, you're going to be voting for governors. Some cities, you're going to be voting for mayors. You're going to be voting for city councilmen. You're going to be voting for sheriffs. This is so important. And I'm going to say this, and I know people are not going to like it, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's so important. Stop putting people in office just because they got a black face, okay? Having a black face don't mean nothing if they don't give a damn about the issues that concern you, okay? You got to think about, what are your concerns? Are, is one is your concern about police brutality? Is your concern about abortions? Is your concern about uh, edu- making sure your children are properly educated, getting the right education, which I'm going to talk about later on, but, you know, Putting a black face ain't done us a lick of good. It hasn't helped benefit black people. Having blacks in power has not benefited black people. Okay? And I could name names on and on and on about that, but I'm not going to do that for the sake of your time. But having a black face in a position of power has not helped us as black folks in the long run. I mean, we've had black governors. We've had black mayors. We've had black sheriffs. We've had black city councilmen. We've had black congressmen and senators. Hell, we've had a black president, a two-term black president, something that most people thought would never happen. But we've had a two-term black president. Has our conditions changed? Has black people benefited because of having all these black faces? Hell no. Our conditions now in 2020 are no better than they were in 1970. I wasn't even born yet. But I can tell you straight up, our conditions have not changed. We're still living in poverty. We're still living in the ghettos. We still have police brutality. We're dying quicker and faster. We're going to jail for for petty, ignorant crimes. Nothing has changed for black folks having black folks in power. You know what I'm saying? So just because he's black, let's put him in the office. Okay, does he represent your issues? Okay, does he care about the things that you are concerned about? Is he active and not just talking a game, but actually doing something about the situation? Or he just giving you a bunch of good speeches and good talk? You know, time for talk is over. It's time for some action. You know, everybody complain about what's going on, but then what solutions do you have? What solutions can you provide? If you can't provide any solutions, I don't want to hear your mouth. Personally, me. If you can't come up with a solution for the problem... I don't want to hear what you got to say. I don't want to hear your complaints because that's what it sounds like to me, complaining. If you ain't coming up with no decent solutions for stuff. But I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. But let's go on here to the third foundation, which is our criminal justice system. And I'm just going to be raw with you. It don't take a person with a dog's brain to figure out the American criminal justice system is rotten to its core. It is corrupt to its core. I mean, everybody can see that. Stevie Wonder can see it. The American criminal justice system only benefits those who have power and have money. Okay? They only can be, they only benefit them. You know, our courts are are broken. We have a broken criminal justice system. And you don't, you, if you want proof that it's a broken system, go to any jail or any prison in the United States of America, and, it, and you can prove it. Look who's in the prison system. Look who's in it. It doesn't take much to figure that out. 
You know, the old song is true. If you got the money, honey, you could be guilty of sin and get off. I can give you a case in point of that. Look at the David Dewhurst case. You know, 2004. You know, we're talking about a multi-beta who openly admitted in a court of law that he killed his roommate, cut him up, put him in a suitcase, and threw him off Galveston Bay. Why ain't he in the penitentiary right now? For, re for two reasons. Number one, he's white. Number two, he's rich. Number three, he can afford Dick DeGaron high-priced attorney who can get him off on any crime. And I know some of y'all going to be quick to say, okay, what about O.J. Simpson? What about Michael Jackson? That's the exception, not the rule. Okay? Michael Jackson and O.J. Simpson are the exception to the rule. They are not the rule. They are merely the exception to it. If you got the money to afford Johnny Cochran, sure, you can get off too. 99% of black folks can't afford Johnny Cochran. 99% uh, of black folks can't hire Johnny, to, can't get Johnny down the street to represent them. That's the truth. If you want the honest to God truth. If you poor, if you minority, if you are, a, the whole truth is simply this. If you are rich and white and a male, you're innocent to a proven guilty. If you're a woman, if you're poor, if you're a minority, you might as well take a plea deal because you've already been condemned before the court case even starts and they're not even work willing to help you to prove your innocence. And if you can prove it, you're going to go through hell and high water to get it done and not have to spend some kind of time in jail. Like I said, our criminal justice system, we have our cash bail system, all that's rotten to the core, guys. We haven't benefited from the criminal justice system. Keep in mind, the laws that are on the books in the Constitution and the amendments didn't even apply to us prior to 1964. Because we weren't actual citizens of the United States, even though we helped to build the, build the damn country. We weren't considered citizens of the United States. We were property. Proof of that? Look at Dred Scott versus Sanford, 1836. That proves, I can prove that point. We were not citizens. The, the terms of the Constitution, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. All men did not apply to the black person. All men did not apply to the immigrant. All men did not apply to the woman or the Native American. When they said all men, they were talking about people that look, act, and talk, and walk like them. Okay? That's the God honest truth. And again, this is one of those things. Again, we're in an election year. You know, we got to understand the person that we put in the White House also controls who's in the Supreme Court. That's important. That's very important. You know, but again, we, can, we, can, we don't even have to go to the Supreme Court level. We need to take it back to the local level. Who are our judges in our in our in our in our city and county courts? Who are our sheriffs and our, you know, I can spend the next two, three, four hours talking about police brutality, but I'm not going to do that. But it doesn't take a genius to figure out that the law enforcement in the United States is laughable. When it, for black people, at least. It's a joke. Because the entire system is designed to, to either enslave us or to destroy us. That's what the truth is. 
And I can go into a whole bunch of details on our law enforcement, but like I said, it doesn't take much between to, to, to see that our law enforcement system is broken. It is literally a broken system. That's why it is important. You got to think about it. Who are those people? Those sheriffs are elected officials. They're not appointed officials. Sheriffs are not appointed or elected officials, not appointed officials. Okay. The sheriffs are the ones that appoint the deputies. Okay. So it's important for you and I to go out there and make our voices heard and realize these are the people that are going to be representing us for the next two, three, four years or more. So it's important for you to go out there and vote. It's important. And I said this in, in the previous post. It is important for you to go out there and get that, that uh, get, get uh, registered to vote. If for nothing else, the memory of those who paved the way for us, because trust me, people have, people have been beaten behind the right to vote. People have died behind the right to vote. People have lost property. People have lost their freedom behind the right to vote. And for you not to go and vote, for whatever reason, you have no excuse. You just disgracing the memory of those people who paid the way for us. Like I said, people have suffered so that we could have that right. So the least that we can do to honor their memory is to go get elected, get, get registered to vote, and then on election day, go out there and make your voice heard. Now, I know I'm pretty sure with this COVID-19 situation, we're probably going to be doing it through the mail. But still, when it's time to mail, if we got if we got to mail it, send it in the mail. If we got to do it, if we can do it in person, go. It is very, very important. Because it's going to take work to fix a system that's been destroyed, literally, by systematic racism. And law enforcement, our criminal justice system, is one of those systems that has been literally destroyed by systematic racism. It has been destroyed by Jim Crow laws. It is a system that was designed only to protect white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant males. They know this, whether you do or not. Like I said, I'll talk about this later in a future post, but keep that in mind. All right, our fifth, the, the, the fourth thing, not fifth, the fourth thing, is our media. Where Who's giving us our information and where is it coming from? And again, like, like law enforcement, I hate to say it, our media sources are skewed, literally. To understand something, there was a time when black people controlled their, their information because they had no option. The local stations were not playing. Keep in mind, the mainstream stations at the time, but prior to the 60s and 70s, were not playing black records. They weren't. So the only way we could hear black tunes, they had we had to have our own stations. Let's remember, James Brown owned dozens of those stations, owned dozens of radio stations in Georgia. There was a reason for it, because he knew that he wasn't going to get his music played on the mainstream stations. They weren't going to play it. They weren't going to put him on the air. I mean, you think about it. Look at somebody like a Nat King Cole. Most of us don't even remember who Nat King Cole. That's Natalie Cole's daddy. The late Nat, yeah, the late Natalie Cole's daddy. He was one of the most popular singers in the 50s, 40s, and 50s. But when it came time to put a TV show on, his show only lasted a year. I think Perry Como's lasted 10 years. 
What's the difference? Perry Como, white guy. He couldn't get sponsors. Black people weren't weren't getting sponsors. You gotta think. We've come a long way from Amos and Andy back in the Ford in the forties and fifties. You remember, and when Amos Andy first came out, Amos Andy was in black was white people in blackface when they first were on the air. Then they found a couple of black dudes that they could pay a couple hundred dollars a month to play the role. But even then, it only lasted one or two seasons. They could no sponsor was going to sponsor a black show. They don't mind black people co-starring, but starring in a role that didn't happen. We didn't come a long way from that to now, you know, where back in the eighties, you know, Bill Cosby had the number one TV show in the world, the Cosby show. You know, we had our own networks. What happened? Conglomerations, and of course, a lot of our groups sold it. So think about it. B, uh, Robert Johnson owned BET for decades. Now, Robert Johnson doesn't own BET. He sold BET to Viacom for billions of dollars. Now, uh, Robert Johnson's one of a handful of black billionaires. But now, whereas at one point when Robert Johnson was running BET, BET had quality TV, now all we get junk. Gossip shows and all this old crazy stuff. But let's think about something. Here's a, here's a horrible statistic to think about. There are 15,500 and some radio, uh, tele, radio stations in the United States. 15,000 radio stations. Guess how many of those stations are owned by black folks? 68. Yeah, 68 stations are owned by black people. 1% of 15,500 is 155. We don't even own, we don't even own 50% of 1%. Television is worse. There are over 1,700 stations, 1,700, and there's actually 1,730 television stations in the United States. Black folks only own 10 of those stations. Just 10. That's a little more than half of of 1%, but still tells you a lot. All the main mainstream uh, social media sources, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, are owned by white males. White people own the social media sources. Of course, you know, Facebook, WhatsApp, and Facebook all run by the same company. The problem is when it comes to the media sources, they're on, the mainstream media is only going to feed you what they want you to hear. And most of the time, what they give you is junk. Straight up junk, cotton candy. They all they gonna tell us is who's sleeping with who, who's who's having sex with who, who's cheating on who, what so and so is wearing, what kind of shoes they got, what kind of car they drive. Who the hell cares about that? You know, much as I love Beyonce, I don't give a damn what she's wearing or what her hair look like. Is that gonna help me in the long run? That's the concern you need to be asking yourself. 
But the problem with us is we've been so content with cotton candy. While everybody else is getting the good stuff, the good food, it's just no, it's bad. It's just as bad as slavery back it was. Think about it. They got the ham and the pork chops and all the other stuff. We got stuck with pig feet and hog maws and, and chitlins and all that stuff and neck bones. That's what we get stuck with. And we've been content with those things. Not to say that we can't take those things and make something out of it, but the truth of the matter is the one who controls the information is only going to control the narrative that you hear. And you think about it. The majority of the mainstream media is anti-black. Period. They're anti-black. They ha- they don't want nothing to do with black folks. They're not going to present narratives that cater to see black folks succeed. Okay? That's just the God honest truth. When was the last time you heard some good news about black folks on NBC, ABC, CBS, or Fox? You're not going to hear it. But if one of us go out there and act a damn fool, oh, they're going to plaster us all over the news. That's the narrative they put out for us. They put us out as criminals and thugs and hoes. Which is why you have to go to independent sources. You know, you can't depend on the mainstream media to be your source of information. And there are very good independent sources, and I'll talk about those in a future post. But let me go ahead and get to the fifth and final point, is our education system. And I think the educational system is one of the biggest victims of the of integration. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Integration was the worst thing that could have ever happened to the black community. And people don't agree with it, but it's the truth nonetheless. And this is proof of this is the main victim of integration, because you have to understand one thing. Prior to integration, black kids and white kids were graduating at at equal rates, even more than whites. And this is you got to remember, the GD program didn't exist back then. GD was a part of the great society that Lyndon Baines Johnson created, along with the Head Start program and the food stamps and all that stuff. But as soon as LBJ signed that bill to paper and said, oh, yeah, you can go to any school you want to. Guess what we did? We jumped and ran to the quick, the first school that we could get our hands on. But guess what happened to our schools? Our schools shut down. Our teachers ended up, un- and the coaches and stuff ended up unemployed. All the stuff, the busing problems that you saw, uh, in the seventies and eighties and some parts of the nineties was the very, was the main reasons behind it because the white parents did not want black kids in their schools. That's the reason why they went and made these schools to be away from us. They were not hiring black teachers over their white kids. They were not, it wasn't happening up until a point. They weren't hiring no black teachers and principals and they sure weren't going to have no black principal over them. That wasn't going to happen. So the main casualty of the integration was our teachers and principals. They ended up unemployed and out of work. You know? And a lot of parents were resenting this, black and white, resenting that the school districts, that the government was forcing the schools to integrate. They were forcing it. And there was turmoil behind it. So, yeah, we got choices, but look what it cost. Is it worth the cost? Whereas at before integration, kid, black kids were graduating at 80, 90% rates. 
Now black kids are at a little over 58, 57, 56% of graduation. Most of them are dropping out of school. And there's a whole lot of reasons behind that. Now I'm going to take another post and I'm going to just go do a review of this. And, but cause I know I don't have a whole lot of time to go over it, but I'm going to, I'm going to do another post this week and I'm just going to review the whole thing. And then I'm going to tell you some, some things I think could help uh, stem the tide and help us to become better. Because the only way it's going to be fixed, we got to be the ones to fix it. I don't care who you put in the White House, they're not going to fix it, folks. I done had nine presidents in my lifetime. And our conditions are no better now than when I was born. Now I'm almost 50. We got to do better, folks. But it's up to us. It's entirely up to us. We got to be the ones to fix it. They're not going to fix it. We got to. But anyway... That's my time. Y'all have a great week. Like I said, I will be talking about this later in another post. Get ready for it. Big male who is Rugrat. I'm out.